We want to talk about something this mo- this evening that's very important. We know tomorrow is Good Friday, and we know Sunday is Easter Sunday. And we want to talk about things that have put this in motion. This evening, we want to look at some very important words. Sin. Redemption. Remission. Justification. And sanctification. Because of one word, and that one word is sin, we need all of the rest. These words are our solution to the problem of sin. First, let's look at the cause. Sin is an epidemic that has affected everybody. And like most diseases, Sin is transmitted transmitted through the bloodlines. Let's look at Romans 5 and 12. Therefore, as through one man sin entered into the world, and death spread to all men because all sinned. David told us this, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, And in sin did my mother conceive me. This shows us we are all descendants of Adam and Eve. Which means we were all born with a sin nature. Sin means to miss the mark. The mark is a target or goal. Because of sin. Because of the disobedience of Adam, we all have missed the expectation of God. But don't give up hope because God did not give up on us. The very properties that identify sin lies in two key words, selfishness and disobedience. Selfishness is a sense is idolatry. The God of selfishness is self. Selfishness is concerned with its own welfare or interests and having little concern for others, including God. Selfishness is only concerned with satisfying its desires, its passions and its emotions. The outward evidence of inner selfishness is disobedience. Physical acts of disobedience are a byproduct of what was conceived in the heart because of selfishness. This means selfishness is from the heart and produces the outward demonstration of disobedience. Let's look at where sin originated. The beginning of sin as we know it is found with Satan. Look at Isaiah 14. Starting at verse 12. It's Isaiah 14. Starting at verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, 
which didst weaken the nations. We know Satan by many names. Satan, Lucifer, the devil, the dragon, the serpent. When Satan was cast out of heaven, this could be the beginning of sin reign on earth. Verse 13 says, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Lucifer, being Satan, was a beautiful angel, respected by God, who is, who is his creator. But as a result of selfishness of Satan's heart, he became outwardly disobedient through rebe rebellion. In his selfish disobedience, that is what it said. This is what it says in verse 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And God said, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. In the beginning, God created everything on earth and said it was very good. Without sin, Adam was given the law of the garden. After receiving it, he became responsible for the keeping the law in a sinless state. However, when Satan fell, he brought the sinless state with him. When Adam and Eve yielded to the suggestion, the sin epidemic was transmitted to the bloodline of man. It tells us in Romans 3, 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sin must be addressed in order to obtain salvation. Sin is the absence of righteousness. This can only be rectified through the acceptance of Jesus Christ as Lord. Look at Romans 5.19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Although as a believer, we, we are forgiven of our sin when we receive Jesus, there is still a sin nature present. Romans 7, 18 said, For I know in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. The other word used for sin nature is the carnal mind. They refer to the inner man and its sinful emotions, passions, and lusts. Because of our sin nature, acts of sin are committed. No one can claim to be sinless in terms of sinful acts. 1 John chapter 1. Verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So the Bible instructs us to continue to confess our sins for forgiveness, as it says in verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, again, the four words we are looking at are redemption, remission, 
sanctification, and justification. These words are possible only because of what Jesus did. Redemption means to deliver by paying a price. Jesus paid the price with his life. We were in bondage to sin and our souls were being held ransom. Jesus came and paid the price for our release and is now he is our redeemer. Ephesians 1.7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Jesus' blood paid the ransom for our bloodline. We now have redemption through his blood and we have been given a second chance. Just think, God delivered up his son to a painful, shameful, and a cursed death. So we might have redemption through his blood, even forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. Remissions simply means forgiveness. Because of the redemption, we have remission. Unless our sins are forgiven, we remain a sinner in the sight of God. It says in Hebrews, he being Jesus, offered one sacrifice for sins forever, then sat down on the right hand of God. So Hebrews 10 and 14 tells us, for by one offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. And that brings us to sanctification. Sanctification means to be set apart or separated. The Bible gives us a teaching that is totally different than the present way of living today in this world. There are two different applications of sanctification. One, believers are sanctified by salvation through God's spirit because of their faith. A portion of 2 Thessalonians 2 and 13 said, God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Second, believers experience sanctification through holiness as becoming conformed to the image of Christ. We know Romans 12 and 2 tells us, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So let's look at 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 5. Verse 3. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor not in the lust of consumptuousness, even as the Gentiles which know not God. Doing this allows us to understand better and appreciate the grace and mercy of God towards us through his plan of salvation. And then there's justification. This means to be declared as innocent. Again, because of the blood of Jesus, we have been made 
we have been made or declared innocent. Galatians 2.16 for us says this. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have, be have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Mm -hmm. Philippians 3, 20 and 21 says this, and we will close with this. For our country, and, and this is coming out of the basic uh, Bible English version. For our country is in heaven from where the Savior for whom we are waiting will come even the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom this poor body of ours will be changed into the image of the body of his glory in the measure of the working by which he is able to put all things under himself. It is all because of Jesus that we are here, all because of his blessings, all because of his sacrifice, all because of his obedience, we are here. Sin may have been a problem in our relationship with God, but by redemption, remission, sanctification, and justification, we have the antidote. We have the solution. Because of this, we have a second chance. We have salvation. We have been salvaged from the bondage of sin that has kept us captive. The ransom has been paid in full by the blood that was shed for us on Calvary. It works for any and all that receive and believe, both Jew and Gentile, bond and free, male and female, regardless of height or stature. He who the Son has made free is free indeed. With that, my time is up, and I truly thank you for yours.